0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي ونسلم على رسوله الكريم اما بعد So before I start, I just want to apologize to everyone that you came to listen to Mufti Azimuddin, my dear Ustad and teacher, but you have to listen to me. And I don't know anything of what Ma Farhan mentioned, so you just forget all of that. And so I just want to mention that big disclaimer before I start. I'll do my best that I can, and I can never come close to Mufti Azim that alone re- replacing Mufti Azimuddin. So we'll just do whatever I can, inshallah. Jazakumullah khair for everyone for coming here. And I hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it a means of the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for me and for all of us that have come here. And those are listening to it online as well. <laughs> فَلَنَأْتِيَنَّكَ بِسِحْرٍ مِثْلِهِ فَجَعَلْ بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَكَ مَوْعِدًا فَجَعَلْ بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَكَ مَوْعِدًا لَا نُخْلِفُهُ نَحْنُ وَلَا أَنْتَ مَكَانًا سُوَى قَالَ مَوْعِدُكُمْ يَوْمُ الزِّينَةِ وَأَنْ يُحْشَرَ النَّاسُ ضُحًا فتولى فرعون فجمع كيده ثم اتى قال لهم موسى وينكم لا تفتروا على الله كذبا فيسحتكم بعذاب وقد خاب من افترى فتنازعوا امرهم بينهم واسروا النجوى قالوا ان هذان لساحران يريدان ان يخرجاكم من أرضكم بسحرهما يريدان أي يخرجاكم من اضلكم بسحرهما ويذهب بطريقتكم المسله فاجمعوا كيدكم ثم تو وَقَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْيَوْمَ مَنِ اسْتَعْلَى صَدَقَ اللَّهُ الْعَظِيمُ So, inshallah, as you can see that we are, inshallah, going to discuss the ayah that all of us hear at one instance. Can someone tell me where do we recite this ayah? minha At the grave, exactly. So, Today, inshallah, I want to speak about this ayah and one or two small Masai that are related to that ayah. Then, continuing on with the conversation that happened between Musa alayhis and Firaun, as you may be hearing with Mufti Azimuddin. So, there, there are these two ayat in between. And the verses before and the verses after is the conversation that took place between Musa alayhis salam and Firaun so we will just discuss the same conversation along with the ayat similar ayat that are mentioned in surah al shuara because as we know al-quran yufassiru ba'dahu ba'dha ulama say that the quran a part of quran is explained in the other part of the quran as allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself mentions in the quran wa laqad sarrafna fi hada al-qur'an that we change the style in the Quran so that people can understand. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions certain things briefly in one place and the details of that comes in another place in the Quran itself. Which is why I want to just compare the same conversation that happened and is mentioned in Surah Al-Taha and has some tafsilat and details in Surah to Shuara, so we can look that side by side, inshaAllah. So, as we can see, that Musa alayhi salam is introducing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to Firaun. That Firaun had asked Musa alayhi salam, that, al- Who is your Lord that you are speaking about? Then Musa alayhi salam had introduced Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala using different signs that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created in this universe. Then one of which was his. He was speaking about earth. That, ja'ala lakum mahda, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created this earth in, in such a way that it's not so hard that you cannot build anything on it. As you heard Mufti Azimuddin in the last dars. And at the same time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not made it so soft that whatever you build may sunk, may be sunk in the earth. So then moving on, Here the conversation is attributed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That this verse and the one upcoming is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself. This is not the kalam and the speech of Musa alayhi salam here. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is addressing Fir'aun and reminding him of his asal. And reminding all of us of our asal. That where we have come from and where we are headed to that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying minha khalaqanakum from very same dirt that we have created you wa fiha and to the same dirt we shall return you wa minha nukhrijukum and once again we will resurrect you from the same earth that our ultimate father adam alayhi salatu salam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had created him from dirt and then now the question may come that how about all of us sitting here? Were we all created from dirt, or was it from the nutfah that the system that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala has created that all of us are created from the dirt, dirty drop of water? Now, how do we understand this verse in comparison to "afara itumatum noon antum That when the, uh, the sperm enters the uterus of a woman, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, are you the one that creates a human being? Or is it we that, creates, that create human being? So ulama say that, the way we can understand, first of all, is that our ultimate father, Adam alayhi salatu was created directly from dirt. Then all of us as being his children, we are all just, followers and that we just follow the way adam was or there are some narrations that come that along with nutfa that at the time when an angel comes to put ruh and soul in one's body at that time the angel brings the same dirt that a person will be buried in and a person is mixed with the sperm and that dirt and that's how he comes to be that's how a human is created and this narration is mentioned in al-jami'li ahkam al-qur'an of imam al-qurtubi in tafsir al-qurtubi famously known as al li ahkam al-qur'an so this is how we can understand that how a person is created from the dirt and once again that from the same dirt allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will resurrect us and here as i mentioned before that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is reminding fir'aun of his asal. then here fir'aun is becoming so arrogant and he is confronting musa alayhi salatu was salam and rejecting allah subhanahu wa ta'ala while forgetting where he comes from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is reminding him that do not be deceived by the worldly means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted you and do not be deceived by the kingdom of misr that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you remember where you came from and the very same dirt that you will be returned to and at the same time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is doing tanzi of himself that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the other hand that there is a comparison fir'aun is assuming that he is the ultimate lord and creator whereas Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is providing all these proofs that in reality it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is the ultimate creator and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that he is on the other hand he is free of death that he was ever his baqi and Qadim; that he is pre-eternal and ever-living that when he comes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He was never going to face moat or death. On the other hand, Fir'aun, his reality is that he has come from the same dirt and he's going to go back to the same dirt. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the next ayah. Before we move on to this ayah, there are one or two messiahs related to. This, so now one mas'ala that stems from this is what is the best part of land on this universe? What is the best part of land on this universe? then ulama say that it is the dirt that is touching the blessed body of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa That when Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala created Rasulullah sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, then the same dirt that is touching the blessed body of Rasulullah sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala has sent Jibrail Alaihi salam to collect that dirt, and that's how Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala created Rasulullah sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And ulama say that it is more beloved and blessed than the dirt of Kaaba itself. The dirt that is touching the blessed body of Rasulullah has more virtue than the dirt of Kaaba then moving on to the next ayah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that we we showed Firaun all of our signs, yet he rejected all of those signs and belied them and resisted from believing in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in another place that these ayat were about nine of them. Musa Ayatim That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says we had given Musa alayhi salam nine clear signs. Fas al bani israel you can ask Bani Israel when Musa salam came to them, then Firaun said to Musa, alayhi salam, Inni la'adunuka ya Musa mashura. That, oh Musa, I assume that I think you are just a magician. You don't know what you're talking about. And these nine ayat, these nine signs, what are they? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions them in different places in the Quran. So I'll just enumerate those nine. And they come in different places in the Quran. Number one was the staff, Al-Asah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-A'raf that Musa alayhi salam threw his staff and suddenly it became a real snake. Then the head of Musa alayhi salam. وَنَزَعَيَدَهُ فَإِذَا هِيَ بَيْضَاءُ لِلنَّاظِرِينَ That when Musa alayhi salam drew his hand out of his collar and he was shining white for all to see. Then the third sign was the drought that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had sent on the qawm of Fir'aun as a punishment. وَلَقَدْ أَخَذْنَا آلَ فِرْعَوْنَ بِالسِّنِينَ وَنَقْصٍ مِّنَ الثَّمَرَاتِ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَذَّكَّرُونَ that indeed we afflicted Fir'aun's people with famine and shortage of crops so they might come back to their senses. Then, from 4 to 8, there are five different signs that are mentioned in one verse of Surah Al Araf. So we sent upon them floods and locusts, lies, frogs, and blood, all as clear signs, but they persisted in arrogance and were wicked people. Then the last sign that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is referring to in this verse is the dua of Musa alayhi salam against Fir'aun. That, that Musa continued to invite Fir'aun and his people to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala however they continued to reject then Musa alayhi salam made a dua against them which we call a bad dua that oh Allah destroy their wealth and harden their hearts so they never then bring iman then now we move on to the conversation that happened between Musa alayhi salam and Fir'aun again. So before I get to this verse, I, I want to go back to Surah Al-Shu'ara and speak about some of those verses that are between this verse and Qala al-Rabbukum a'la The question that Fir'aun had asked Musa alayhi salam, That who is your Lord that you are speaking about? So, here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al Shu'ara, An arsil ma'ana bani Israel, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Musa alayhi salam and Harun as salam to Fir'aun to free bani Israel. So, Musa alayhi salam is going and telling Fir'aun that send bani israel with us an arsil ma'ana bani israel so now fir'aun in order to avoid that question he says qala alam rabbika fina walida walabitta fina min umorika fir'aun said did we not raise you among us as a child and you stayed several years of your life in our care that now Fir'aun is reminding Musa alayhi salam of the favors that he did to Musa alayhi salam. When Musa alayhi salam was a baby, then as we know, Fir'aun was informed by one of the priests that there will be a boy born in Bani Israel who will take over all of your kingdom. So Fir'aun began to kill all of the babies that were born, male babies that were born at that time. And it just so happened that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has such a system that the same boy who is going to destroy the kingdom of Fir'aun is being brought up in the house of Fir'aun. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had inspired the mother of Musa alayhi salam to put him in a box and put him in a river. Then, then Musa alayhi salam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protected him from his divine protection and he ended up in the house of Fir'aun himself. So now, as Musa alayhi salam coming back years later as a prophet to the house of Fir'aun, to the palace of Fir'aun and inviting him to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and asking him to free Bani Israel. Now, in order to avoid this question and prove that Musa alayhi salam is wrong, Fir'aun is reminding Musa alayhi of his favor. To shut him down basically. That now you are being reminded of your favor and you just have nothing to say. But does it have anything to the dispute at hand? Nothing. This is how people of falsehood do sometimes to shut you down. Then Firaun says, Wa fa'alta fa'alta Then now Musa had made a mistake before he was a prophet. Now Firaun is reminding him of that mistake. That, and in a very unique way, that fa'alta He's saying, you did something. Then he's repeating the same thing. You did that act. Those who know a little bit of Arabic, they can see, he's repeating pretty much same thing three times. You could have just said, fa'alta, You did something. But he's saying, faalataka, Your action. The one that you did. وَأَنْتَ al kafirin, And you were ungrateful of the blessings that we had provided to you. Fir'aun is Speaking to Musa Alayhi Now Musa Alayhi begins. Now, look at the haqq that Musa Alayhi had. And no fear of Fir'aun. The fear of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa taala alone. That instead of just freaking out and saying that, no, 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 uh, I don't know, uh, I, I did something. But he's saying clearly, qala idhan wa ana That yes, I did make that mistake. And at that time, I was from the. I was lacking in guidance and Hida from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Therefore, I ended up making that mistake. That at that time, I was afraid of you because I was just a young man in your kingdom. So I ran away from you. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted me wisdom and he made me from amongst his messengers, from amongst his prophets. Now Musa alayhi is saying, bani Israel?" That how can that be a favor of which you remind me when it was only because of you enslaving the, the people of Israel, Bani Israel. Now Musa alayhi is saying that you are showing and reminding me of your favor of taking care of one baby. On the other hand, you have enslaved an entire nation of Bani Israel. How is that fair? You are reminding me of something that you did. No doubt, I'm acknowledging and admitting to what you did to me. It was a great favor. But on the other hand, just remember what you have done yourself. That you have killed so many boys and at the same time, you have enslaved an entire nation. Now, now Fir'aun is caught. Now, Fir'aun is changing the whole topic. He's going back to the same da'wah that Musa A.S. himself had come with. Qala Fir'aun, wama alamin, same as what was mentioned in Surah Daha. Now Fir'aun is saying, that okay, okay, let, let's come back to the main topic now. That, keep it aside that who is or in fact he uses the word ma what is the lord of all worlds that you are speaking about if you are on just to make fun of the the lord of Musa salam and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instead of using the word man which is the word used in Arabic for who and a person whereas the word ma generally it is used for things not living things, but just objects. So here he's using that to just make fun of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And now Musa alayhi salam begins. He says, Qala rabbu samawati wal-ardi wa ma baynahuma in Musa alayhi salam says, He is the Lord of the heavens and the earth and everything in between if only you believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and have certainty. Now, here, Firaun used to boast for having the kingdom of Misr. That don't you see the kingdom of Misr and these rivers that flow beneath my palaces. Don't you see them? Now Musa is reminding him that you boast over just one, one country or one city. Whereas Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is the Lord of the heavens and the earth. Entire universe. So there is no comparison. There is no real comparison. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created entire universe and you just have kinship over a small kingdom which in reality belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the end of the day. However, for time being, you may have control over it, but look at the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He has control over the entire universe. Then, now, just to make fun of the whole da'wah of Musa alayhi salam, Fir'aun has no answer to it. So now he says, ala He says to people around him that. Do you guys see what he's talking about? Do you see what he's talking about? He has no answer, but just to avoid the whole argument as someone of our time would do that when they want to just ignore the whole conversation. Do you guys see what he's talking about? He has no idea what he's saying. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. So just to brush off the whole argument, he's saying, Qala liman ala Then, Musa a.s. to bring a little... A little, little closer to them. He says, wa al That my Allah is not just the creator of the people living now. Whether He is the one who has created everyone starting from Adam a.s. Until yourself and until the last person to be born on the face of this earth. Then, Musa, الس- then now again, Fir'aun is confronting this da'wah of Musa. الس- he has no answer to it. That Fir'aun is saying, Your messenger who has been sent to you must be insane. This is something that we will refer to it as character assassination. Character assassination. Now, you have nothing to confront this da'wah and this argument of Musa Ali salam, So you just attack his personality. You just attack his honor and say that this guy is completely insane. He is mad. He has lost his aql. But he's never addressing the same issue and the same argument because he knows that he's wrong. And this is how people of dunya would sometimes do that in their argumentation with haqq. Just to always avoiding the main argument and bidding around the bush and sometimes attacking the the personality of the person himself to avert the direct the attention of everyone else from that person something similar happened to Rasulullah as well that when the Arabs of Makkah could not bring something similar to the Quran which was the challenge Initially it was 10 ayat, then was reduced to one ayah. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala challenged them, just bring one verse. Just bring some one verse similar to the Quran, then you can disprove the validity of the Quran. However, they were never able to bring even one ayah. And now, when they were not able to do that, when they realize that this haqq is entering the hearts of people, and Rasulullah sallallahu is influencing so many people. What did they say? They said that he is majnun. The same person who they themselves believed and testified that he is the most truthful and most trustworthy person. Now, when they could not refute him, then the only thing they had to say was, just to attack his personality. And say that he is majnun, So you can divert the attention of everyone from him. Then. Musa salam Just to bring it closer to the home. He says now. rabbul mashriqi wal maghribi wa ma in kuntum ta'qilun. That my Allah is the Lord of the East and the West. And everything in between. If only you had any sense and any akad. That first he started with the universe, Robbu Samawati wal Ard. Then now he's bringing it little closer to make it easy for everyone to understand, Robbu al wal Maghrib Wama Ma Nahuma. Now look at Fir'aun. قَالَ لَئِنِ اتَخَذْتَ إِلَهًا غَيرِ لَأَجَعَلْنَكَ مِنَ الْمَسْجُونِينَ That he is threatening his people. If you take any other God besides me, I will certainly have you imprisoned. That Fir'aun is threatening his people. Now, none of his arguments is working. That he is trying his best to divert the attention of people from Musa السلام, and the da'wah. And wallahi is the haq. That at some point, at least some people will have that basira and far-sightedness that they will be able to see the truth in the Dar of Musa salam. So now he is realizing that. So now he's coming up with the last weapon that beware if you believe in him, then know the consequences. I will punish you, I will severely punish you all and imprison you, then detach you from your family, from your friends, everyone. You will be alone. Then now, Musa alayhi salam. Then some verses there is overlap. We'll come back to Surah Taha as well. They're we still in Surah Shu'ara. I'm just bringing this to give us whole picture. Because in Taha, it just goes straight from where Allah Subha- the argument of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then straight to the magicians and how there is uh, the challenge that took take place between Musa alayhi salam and the magicians. But here it gives us a little more background until you get there. Until you get that far. Now Musa salam is saying this was all verbal da'wah between Musa alayhi salam and Fir'aun. It was just Musa alayhi salam was proving through rationality that using the universe to prove the existence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself time and again Brings different types of signs in the Quran, so there there is one sign which ulama say are al-ayatul-afati that the signs that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has put in the universe in the horizon that indicate to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and there are also ayat that ulama say al-ayatul-nafsi or there may be another term for it too, but the ayat that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created within human beings that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first he says sanurīhim āyātinā fil āfāq that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says we will show you our signs in the universe but if you cannot go that far if you have no time to look at there don't you even see yourself that's such a complex body that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created that it is enough for you to understand Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is enough for you to understand Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one of the verses that Mufti Azim had discussed last time. And one of the verses that Musa alayhi salam uses to prove Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alladhi shay'in thumma hada. That my Allah is the one who has created everything. And has taught everything every living creature what to do. That when we see different creations that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created, that just a baby is born right there and then, but is able to recognize who the mother is. She, can, she or he can immediately recognize who the mother is. Now, who is it that taught that baby who the mother is? And this goes same for humans As well as animals just one thing that we were discussing there is one creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it's called iguana I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right but so there are sometimes they are born uh, they are they hatch from the egg much far away from the mother but when they are attacked by an enemy they know where to find their mother They know exactly where their mother is and immediately run to their mother even if they might be a mile away. And when they go there, they realize that they are secure now. Now look at everything in the creation, everything in in the universe. Who is it that is instructing everything? It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is teaching everyone how to go about. So now, coming back to this, now Musa alayhi salam is approaching the whole dispute and argument through rationality, then now, he is bringing it through miracles. Something that is Something that a normal human being cannot do. An average person cannot bring a sign which is something called mu'jiza Now Musa says, That, would you not believe me even if I bring you a clear proof. Now Fira'un says, قَالَ فَأْتِ بِهِ إِن كُنْتَ مِنَ sadiqin," Then bring it, what you have. فَأَلْقَى عَصَاهُ فَإِذَا هِيَ ثُعْبَانٌ Then when Musa salam threw his staff, then it became a real snake. وَنَزَعَيَدَهُ فَإِذَا هِيَ بَيُضَاءٌ لِلنَّاظِرِينَ When he drew his hand out of his collar, and it was shining white for all to see. Now, Fir'aun is confronting his people. When he sees these abnormal things that are happening through the hands of Musa alayhi salam, and he seems to lose his battle, qala lil hawlahu inna hadha sahirun Alim, That he tells his people around him, his chiefs and ministers, that indeed he is a skilled magician. That, again, this is character assassination. That now, you can't pro- disprove him. So you just give him some random name or attack his personality through different means and just get away with it. That he seeks to drive you from your land by his magic. So what do you suppose? What do you think we should do? Coming back to the verse in Surah Taha that Fir'aun is addressing Musa and he says that O Musa have you come to oust us from our land with your magic O Musa that now Fir'aun tried all different means to attack Musa and there were you can say three different accusations that he put on Musa alayhi salam. Number one was first denying their nubuwa. There was at the beginning, right, right from get-go. Number two, calling them a magician. And number three is basically putting a blame that he is coming to take you out. Now, this as you can see, this is a conspiracy theory. That in real world, when a politician, when he loses election, now, first, in the beginning, he tries all his best in lobbying, all that stuff. But when he loses, he says that it was just a whole fake. Everything was fake, everything was decided even before the election happened. This is now coming down to conspiracy theory. That the whole election was fake, the whole time and now we have to redo it now what is the proof to prove that it was fake no but this is how that the people of batil try to use different ways to refute Haqq. first they try in whatever ways possible by different by having character assassination of the Ambiya, etc., etc. But when they lose it, then they say that the whole thing was fake. And at the same time, now he's turning up people and to oppose Musa, salam and saying and threatening them that okay, if you support him, you can see how big of a magician he is. He's going to take you all out of this land and he's going to enslave you. Now, exactly what he was doing he is accusing Musa Alayhi of doing so he can continue with his kingdom. Now we are coming back to Surah Taha. Then, now, to disprove Musa Alayhi he tells his people, or confess Musa Alayhi Salaam, فَلَنَأْتِيَنَّكَ بِسِحْرٍ مِثْلِهِ فَجَعَلْ بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَكَ مَوْعِدًا لَا نُخْلِفُهُ نَحْنُ وَلَا أَنْتَ مَكَانًا سُوَهُ Then we shall most surely confront you with sorcery like it. So set between us and you an appointed time, which neither we nor you shall miss in an open level place. So now he is telling his people to bring the best, most skilled magicians to disprove Musa alayhi salatu And now they are coming for the challenge now he's asking musa alayhi salam what day should we set and what time should we set for this challenge now look at subhanallah the hikmah and the wisdom of musa alayhi salam then musa salam says your appointed time is the day of festival day of Eid, at mid-morning while the people are assembled Musa alayhi salam chooses the best day and the best time. Now Musa alayhi salam knows that he's on haqq. And the proofs that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given him are sufficient enough to prove his claim. That he is putting forth that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is on haqq and he's the only one worthy of worship. So now Musa alayhi salam wants that to be spread it as much as possible. Now he is choosing the day of Eid. That on the day of Eid, no one stays home. Everyone's going to come to masjid or Eid Gah, wherever the Eid is being performed. So, likewise, it was a day of festival. You can assume it like a day of Eid for us, where everyone would come. And on top of that, he is choosing a time which is people are somewhat ready for it. It's not early in the morning that people may may still be sleeping and it's not like towards the end of the day or half a day when it may be a little too hot for people to stay. But it is cool enough for people to come and it's not really so hot that people may just want to leave. So he's choosing the best time and the best day for this challenge. And now, Fir'aun is saying before this ayah, Makan al-Suwa," It should be such a place that is in between from both parties. Meaning Musa alayhi salam and his magicians. The magicians of Fir'aun. فِرْعَوْنُ فَجَمَعَ كَيْدَهُ ثُمَّ أَتَى The Fir'aun turned away and began to gather his scheme and plan. Then he came forth on that day with his magicians. So now, Fir'aun is going back after the meeting has been decided. The meeting has been scheduled. Now it's time to prepare for the interview that's coming up. So now he's going and gathering all of the magicians and what they can do to disprove Musa. Salam. Now that day has already come. قَالَ <laughs> Now, Musa alayhi salatu was salam, before the, the challenge begins, he is giving da'wah to the magicians that have come there. Now, he is using this moment to advise them and give nasiha that this was the mission of Anbiya. They had not come to disprove people, but they had come to bring people as one of the sahaba when he was in the palace of a king he is characterizing the purpose of their existence that we have only come here to bring people out of worshipping people to the worship of the lord of people now Musa salam is telling them that that Woe to you, do not forge a lie against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for he will raise you with some torment that whoever forgo, forgoes such lies against him has forever failed. That Musa alayhi salam knows he's haqq And these magicians, they are 50-50. Why I'm saying 50-50? We will find out. They are still 50-50. They don't know if... What they are doing is unhaq. They don't know 100% if Musa alayhi was unhaq or not. So, Musa A.S. is telling them that be careful of attributing any lies against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by attributing partners to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by assuming that Fir'aun is Allah and God other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself. If you do that, be ready. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will destroy you from his punishment. And whoever attributes any lie to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he is a clear failure. أَمْرَهُمْ بَيْنَهُمْ Then the magicians quarreled between themselves about their affair but kept their counsel secret. So now when Musa salam is coming and telling them لا على is already getting the magicians thinking that a normal magician would never say this. A normal sahib and a magician would not Threaten you of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If anything, you say that I'm the best magician. I'm going to make sure you guys are down. I'm going to beat you today. Here, Allah, Musa alayhi salam is not even speaking about his staff and such a snake that is going to turn into such a huge snake. Nothing. He is rather connecting them to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That Now, they are thinking that why is he saying that? There has to be something. That he is coming up with the first thing, he's saying, La taftaru ala Allahi kadiba. He has no fear of thousands of us, versus he's just one single. Even if he's a magician, he's just one. We are many. Yet he's not scared. And he's saying, La taftaru ala Allahi kadiba. What is the reason? So now they are speaking, they are in secretly deciding what they should do, and Wallahu A'lam. So some ulama say, that they were saying that if Musa alayhi salam overpowers us, then make sure we believe in him. Because that's a clear sign that he's not a magician. Because we know what magic looks like. Firaun may not know because he's not a magician. He's a king, etc. He has all these means. But we know what magic looks like. So now, if he can overpower us, that is a clear sign that he is not a normal magician. He must be the prophet of Allah that he claims to be. If he does not, then we have our spot. We are going to get the close company of Fir'aun himself. <laughs> and this was apparently what they were also discussing. The part that I mentioned was something that was najwa and secret, that they are speaking to each other. Now they are addressing people that now it's a whole, like you are in a stadium and there is a match going on. Everyone's watching who's gonna win. So now each party is trying to show that we are gonna win and stirring up people's emotions. Now they are addressing people and saying, that indeed these are referring to Musa السلام, and Harun alayhi salam most surely two sorcerers who desire to oust you from your own land with their sorcery and to do away with the ideal of your way of life. Now they are just maligning people and then فَأَجْمِعُوا كَيْدَكُمْ ثُمَّ أتصفى. Fir'aun is commanding them that gather your Your plan and scheme that you have come with, then come forth, resolved in a united rank for whoever prevails today has truly succeeded. Now, this is, everyone's getting ready to start the match. And they said, O Musa, either you shall throw your staff to the ground first or we shall be the first to throw our down now alam, they had at least some sort of adab and etiquette subhanallah that they are coming to musa alayhi salam and instead of just bragging that they are the top magicians of the time and as we know fir'aun had told his ministers to bring the best of best because he is there to disprove musa alayhi salam after he has already tried verbally dis- disproving musa alayhisalam however he was not able to do so now he is displaying some sort of scheme to do that so now they are best of best yet they have some sort of etiquette that now when they are coming to musa alayhisalam instead of just displaying their magic they are first asking musa salam, who should go first this is an open game between us and yourself, who should go first? Musa salam says, Qala bal al-q-u. You go first. We'll see. فَإِذَا حِبَادُهُمْ وَعِصِيِّهُمْ يُخَيَّلُ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ سِحْرِهِمْ أَنَّهَا تَسْعَى He said, whether you throw first, and behold, the ropes and staffs appear to him from their sorcery to be slithering. فَأَوْجَسَ فِي نَفْسِهِ خِيْفَةً مُوسَى Then Musa a.s. conceived a fear within himself. So now, was this a fear because of their magic? That what they did? No. It was a fear that now Musa a.s. is thinking that my miracle that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given me is of same type as their magic. Because what was their magic in essence? It was different types of snakes. That their ropes turn into snakes. Now Musa alayhi salam is just thinking for a moment that what if I display my miracle and wal'ayadu billah, people assume that I'm also a magician like them. Because my miracle is also of the same type as their magic. That was the fear of Musa alayhi salam. Wal'ayadu billah, it was not fear of what they did. Anbiya, don't fear anyone besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself. And on top of that, he knows what they are doing is wrong. He knows it is just playing with one's eye and nothing but just playing with one's eye. قُلْ لَا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ الأعلى. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is revealing to Musa salam that we said, have no fear, indeed it is you who shall be the uppermost. فِي تَلْقَفْ مَا throw to the ground what is in your right hand it shall then swallow up what they have what they have brought for what they have brought is but the scheme of a sorcerer and never shall the sorcerer succeed wherever he may go now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is just giving the inner strength the ruhani strength to musa alayhi salam and telling him that go ahead because it is in the hands of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to prove who is an haqq and look at this before people who are coming people that had come there they had no background in magic people that had come there had no background in magic so were they the first to believe even though they had no background in magic? Or the magicians themselves who were the first to believe? It's just so amazing that it was just the Sahara, the magicians themselves who believed first. Now, if these Sahara magicians, if they wanted, they could have made up something and said that, oh, he's just doing something, wait, wait, we're going to... Get, get him back or something. Yet, they're not doing any of that. This is the power of Iman. <speaking in Hebrew> so, so the sorcerers fell to the ground in astonishment, bowing their faces down in willing submission. They said, We believe in the Lord of Harun and Musa. That they had already decided from before that if he can overpower us, then we know for sure that he's not a magician. He must be the Prophet of Allah because we know in the power of magic that how far it can go. Now, instead of making up different things to disprove Musa alayhi salam or just to prove their part that you know what, we did our best. All that stuff, they are submitting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When they saw Haq in front of them, right away they fell in sajda. And this is the power of Iman. That whenever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to guide a person, then no matter what they have come for. Now here, these are the same people who have come to disprove the claim of Musa alayhi salam, and to stop thousands and millions of people from believing Musa, in Musa alayhi salam because their whole purpose was to disprove, disprove Musa alayhi salam and To disprove his da'wah. So no one can bring iman. Yet, they are the first one to believe. And later, it will be covered, inshallah, next week, by, inshallah, if Mufti Azim is back, by himself, that, the iman, was so strong in their hearts, that they had just, become mu'min. They had just, become mu'min. Now, Fir'aun again, plays that, threat card. that, If you do this, you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to make you nakalan lil akharin. Such a punishment that everyone will take heed and lesson and would never want to do what you guys are doing right now. Never ever bring iman. I'm going to give you such a punishment. Cut one hand and another, the the side of another leg that cross uh, like... That the leg, the hand of one side, left hand and right foot. That basically, a person is completely handicapped. Can't do much. So now, Fir'aun is threatening them. Yet, they are saying that you can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us hidayah. We will never ever give up this hidayah that Allah has given us for your dalala and misguidance and we in fact we ask Allah to forgive us first of all we ask Allah to forgive us for what we had come here for to disprove Musa alaihi salam and now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us Iman we would not want to give up that that is the strength and the power of Iman that we also see in sahaba radiallahu anhu that in one day when they became mu'min, they were the biggest a wali and the strongest wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in one day which for the people of our time for ourselves it may take years to get that far or we may never even get there but look at the sahbah and the, the power of the company of prophets that now they have been in the company of Musa alayhi salam just for a brief moments and in fact they had come for not such a good reason either. They had not come with the intention to benefit from Musa alayhi salam. Yet, the power of the company of Sadiqin, the power of the company of Sadiqin is such that one can gain such iman that the person and the king of the time like Fir'aun cannot move it. The, the person, Fir'aun, was so unique i mean i don't know if i should say unique or not but someone who had claimed to be the greatest lord people in the past had claimed to be allah or came claimed to be lord or god but firaun he said and no one in the past no king of the past had ever claimed that i'm the greatest i'm the greatest this is firaun now they're in front of firaun speaking to him, with complete الصدر, open heart, that you can do whatever you want. And then, when Fir'aun continues to threaten them, then they are saying, then you can only do whatever you do in this world. My Allah, whereas Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He's, He's, خير, He's better in giving reward and wa he His punishment is everlasting. Whereas your punishment, whatever it may be, is still temporary. And whatever gifts, and rewards that you may give us, is also temporary. Whereas on the other hand, the gifts that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bestow upon us, is khair, that everlasting. And His punishment, is also on the other hand, is wa everlasting. So now, if we can take something with us today is insha'Allah, let us understand the power of the sahbah that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself tells us in the quran ya ayyuhalladhina amanu taqullaha wa kunu ma'as-sadiqeen that all those who believe fear allah and be in the company of sadiqeen truthful ones that this is the power of the company of the people like prophets which is why a person who has, been in, who has been in the company of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa for a brief moment, it gives him the title of sahabi. A companion of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Now, if all of us sitting here, and everyone after the sahaba, if we were to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our entire life, we could never get the virtue of the sahba for a brief moment. That is the virtue and the importance of sahba. But in our time, we cannot, we can never get the sahba of the prophets, but we can still get the sahba of the sadiqoon and whoever are the ulama and righteous people of our time. Of course, it will vary as the time goes, as they say. In the time of Fudayl bin Ayyad, the average people were so high that the wali and the friends of Allah were also high. But now as the average person goes low and low, look at the average person of our time. He's barely keeping up with iman, barely keeping up with fara'id, let alone Atkar. So now the wilayah will also will be according to the same level so we can at least benefit. Otherwise, if there was someone like Fudil bin Ayyad, ta'ala, one of the famous wali of Allah from the past. Then all of us would say that he's, he's different. We, can, we cannot benefit from him. Then people would bring up an excuse that we cannot benefit from him. Just like an objection that people had with the Anbiya. They would say that why did Allah not send an angel with the book? He could have done so if he wanted. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent an angel, then they would say that angel is created from nur, he is created from light. Angel is of a different entity. Humans are from different entity. How are we supposed to believe in him? How are we supposed to benefit from him? That's what Allah says. These are just different excuses that people mention. But in reality is that they don't want to bring iman. This is just a different point. But for us, something that we can take is the benefit of Sahaba, and it could be even be remaining in places like Masajid, where we can get that spiritual Sahaba of the Malaika, that spiritual Sahaba of the Malaika. And before I end, I just want to mention one point that I forgot to mention from the verse نعيدكم, that just to clarify. It may, not be, it may not have been clear when I mentioned in the beginning. So, ulama say that a person is buried in the place that he was created from. And one of the proofs that they also provide is when Umar radiallahu anhu passed away. And as you may remember that Umar radiallahu anhu had a strong desire to be next to rasulullah sallallahu alaihi and abu Bakr anhu so he had asked his son ibn umar anhu to go and ask aisha radiallahu anha to ask him if anhu can have that honor to be buried in that same spot and why aisha radiallahu anha because there was her room and she used to actually live there and then after Umar radiyallahu anhu passed away. He had told his son Ibn Umar that ask again. So first time when he was alive, right before he passed away in the last moments, he had Aisha anhu had given permission. But Ibn Umar radiyallahu anhu just to make sure that she is willingly giving it and she is not regretting and is not sad for giving that he had mentioned it to his son, Ibn Umar, that once again, after my ruh is taken from my body, once again, ask Aisha radiyallahu anha if she is willing to give that. And look at the Tawadu and humbleness of Umar radiyallahu He says, when you go, do not say Amirul Mu'mineen. Do not say that the Khalifa is asking. Say Umar ibn al-Khattab is asking. Just say my name that Umar bin Khattab is asking for this, if you would like to give it. And at that time, Aisha radiallahu anha, even she uses the words that kind of suggest a similar meaning. She says, that I had kept it for myself. However, فَلَأُورِثَنَّهَا لَهُ That I would rather give it to him. And she uses a word, like ميرات. Something mirath is something that you inherit. mirath is something that you have Haq over. That's yours. That for example, you have a son. As soon as father leaves this world, everything that was of the father goes to the son. Which is why. Even things like Ulama say that, even things like if a Mayyid is wearing a watch or the clothes on the body of Mayyid, you are not allowed to give in sadaqa until you ask the inheritors. Until you ask the inheritors. Because you might think that oh that's the best thing to do but those no longer belong to the mayit even something like a watch something like the same clothes that a Mayyid is wearing even though in our norm that's something overlooked but people don't really like carry much about it uh, don't care much about it even the sons would be like okay you can do whatever you want but in terms of fiqh and the masala is that a person needs to get permission from the inheritors because now they belong to them so now just to point out the same meaning that now the words that even aisha radiallahu anha is using give that same meaning that a person is buried in the same dirt or same area or dirt that he was created from So the question is, how did the priest of Firaun know about future? I.e. a boy will destroy his kingdom. It could be that, I said priest, but you can assume as a a fortune teller. You know, we know as fortune teller, it was that person. Now, how did he know? I mean, they used to guess and sometimes they would get things right. It's not that everything that they would say would be wrong, but majority of that, almost 99% of what they would say would be wrong. But, one person could be right. So, that could be a reason. It was mentioned we can recite the verse from earlier at the website. What else can we recite when we go visit a deceased family member? So, generally ulama say that you can recite Surah, uh, Surah Al-Ikhlas three times. And there is one virtue mentioned that if you recite it three times, you get the reward of one Quran. But you can recite because in one sense Surah Al-Ikhlas is a khulasa and a summary of the whole Quran. Or sorry, is one third of the Quran. Because when you look at the theme of the Quran, it is three things. Tawheed, that believing in the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Risalah, believing in the prophethood, and Akhirah, believing in the hereafter. And the one of that themes is being being addressed in Surah Al-Ikhlas. So, from that aspect, ulama say it kind of equals to one third of the Quran. So, that's the virtue. Can you explain? Oh, sorry. Why Harun was mentioned before Musa? Bi Rabbi Harun Musa. I don't know. Allah well, I mentioned it like that. <laughs> what tafsir would you recommend for someone who is an intermediate beginner in Arabic? Generally, you can study safwatut al That's easy in Arabic. Safwatut al But if someone likes more details and is also still basic, then you can even read a tafsir al-Munir, some of the modern day tafasir, Afuhabaz Zuhayri. This is here. If someone is asking from the crowd, then they can see it. Or there are different tafasir, but that you can start with Safaul Tafasir. Was Musa Aley's, did Musa a know that he will throw a snake? I meant Allah passed the information before he threw. Yes, in the beginning of Sarodul Taha, Mufti Azim must have discussed it with everyone that when Musa alayhi salam was returning from Madian and with his wife he was in search of fire and he saw fire little fire from him and he went near that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that it is myself meaning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that it is Allah remove your shoes then at that time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I'm skipping some ayat in between but at that time Musa had a staff in his hand then Allah Subhanahu wa Taala had asked, "Wama biyaminika ya Musa?" But what is that in your hand?" He said, "I have wa staff, upon which I hold it, and on which I rest, Now Musa alaihissalam is mentioning different benefits that he is deriving from that staff. Then Allah Subhanahu wa Taala had asked him, "Alqiha ya Musa?" "Throw it." Then it turned into a huge snake. So that's how Musa alaihissalam had known from before that this staff serves that purpose. How much the, does the deceased actually get? Can we fast for them? Yes, any a'mal, in terms of a'mal, you can do anything from them besides faraith. Like faraith is, you can say that I'm going to pray Isha today and it goes. the reward goes to my uncle who has passed away. But anything nawafil, a person can do that. Okay, Inshallah. Jazakum Allah khairan. Inshallah, we can engage in dhikr for a few minutes before we break for salah. Jazakum Allah khairan. Once again, I apologize you had come to listen to Mufti Azimuddin. I can never come close to my dear teacher, Mufti Azimuddin, and that alone replacing him. So I apologize for that. I hope it was of some benefit, inshallah. Jazakum Allah khairan for everyone coming here and those who are listening online. Inshallah we can turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and engage in dhikr la <laughs> ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. sallam la ilaha illallah 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 La ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah, Sallallahu ta'ala alayhi wa sallam. Astaghfirullah, 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 Astaghfirullah. Astaghfirullah <San> Astaghfirullah استوفر الله استوفر الله استوفر الله استوفر الله استوفر الله استوفر استغفر الله استغفر الله استغفر الله استغفر الله استغفر الله استغفر الله الذي لا اله الا هو الحي القيوم واتوب اليه استغفر الله من كل ذنبي واتوب اليه <سِّع> اللهم صل على محمد وبارك وسلم 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 اللهم صلِّ على محمدٍ وبارِك وسلِّم اللهم صلِّ على محمدٍ وبارِك وسلِّم اللهم صلِّ على محمدٍ وبارِك وسلِّم سُلَّم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم لك الحمد كما ينبغي لجلال وجهك وعظيم سلطانك اللهم لك الحمد حتى درضَى ولك الحمد إذا رطِيت ولك الحمد بعد الإضاء Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik ala sedjidina Muhammad wa alihi wa sahmihi ajma'in. Robbana walamna anfusana wa illam ta' ufillana wa turhamna la na kunan na La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inna kunna minot palimeen. La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inna kunna minot palimin. Robbana wfillana wali ilhwani l-Lavina Sabha Puna bin iman. وَلَا تَجْعَلْ فِي قُلُوبِنَا غلا لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا رَبَّنَا إِنَّكَ رَؤُوفٌ رَحِيمٌ اللهم اجعل اجتماعنا هذا اجتماع مرحومة اللهم اجعل اجتماعنا هذا اجتماع مرحوما لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين أسألك مجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بل والسلامة من كل إثم لا تدع لنا في مقامنا هذا ذنمن إلا غفرته ولا همّل إلا فراجته ولا مرض إلا شفيته O Allah, O Allah, make us from amongst the people of Qur'an. As your Rasul says that That the people of the Qur'an are the people of Allah and from the closed ones. O Allah, make us from the people of the Qur'an. O Allah, make us from the people of the Qur'an Quran and uh, grant us the closed ta'alluq and connection with the Qur'an. Oh Allah, oh Allah, oh Allah, allow us to fulfill the haq of the Quran in terms of all of its be it reciting it, understanding it, doing amal upon it, practicing the Quran, and pondering over it. And oh Allah, oh Allah, accept our gathering for today. And Allah, whatever haq was mentioned, Allah, allow us to practice on it and take something with us. And Allah, if there was any mistake, then Allah, overlook that. Allah overlook whatever deficiencies we have in our understanding of the Quran reciting the Quran practicing the Quran And Allah Allah grant us the iman of The people who had come as a magician and to disprove Musa alayhi salam, but became the biggest awliya of the time ya Allah ya Allah grant us that strength that strong iman Allah grant us such a strong iman Allah allow us to be in the company of Sadiqeen Allow us to be in the company of Saadiqin. Allah grant us taqwa. Grant us taqwa, Ya rabbal alameen alamin Allah, Allah accept our du'as. And Ya Allah, Ya Allah, whatever khayr that that Rasulullah sallallahu wa wasallam has asked you of, Allah grant us all that khayr. And whatever shar Rasulullah sallallahu wa wasallam has sought in refuge. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, protect us from all of the shurur, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Rabbana in minna innaka antas sami'ul alim. mulana in antatawab rahim. subhanahu Subhana rabbika rabbil issati amma yasifun. Wassalamu ala ala muslim. Alhamdulillah. We have about five to six minutes to Salah. We can, inshallah, all prepare for Salah. Jazakumullahu khairan.